I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 28 To you, O Lord, I call, my rock, do not refuse to hear me. For if you are silent to me, I should be like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplication as I cry to you for help, as I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me away from the wicked, with those who are workers of evil, who seek, who speak peace with their neighbors while mischief is in their hearts. Repay them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Repay them according to the work of their hands, Render them their due reward. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the works of her hands. She will break them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for she has heard of the many, has heard the sound of my pleadings. The Lord is my strength and my shield, and her my heart trusts. So I am helped, and my heart exults, and with my song I give thanks to her. The Lord is the strength of her people. She is the saving refuge of her anointed. O oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Judges chapter 16 verses 1 through 22. Once Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute and went into her. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here. So they circled around and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They kept waiting all night thinking, let us wait until the light of the morning, then we will kill him. But Samson lay only until midnight. Then at midnight he rose up, took hold of the doors of the city gate and the two posts, pulled them up far, bar and all, put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that is, the, that is in the front of Hebron. After this, after this he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The lords of the Philistines came to her and said to her, Coax him, and find out what makes his strength so great, and how we may overpower him, so that we may bind him in order to subdue him. And we will give each and we will each give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes your strength so great, and how you could be bound so that no one could subdue you. Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that are not dried out, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. Then the lords of the Philistines brought, their, brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not dried out, and she bound him with them. While men were lying in wait in an inner chamber, she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the bowstrings, and a strand of fiber snaps went, as a strand of fiber snaps when it touches the fiber, fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you could be bound. He said to her, If they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, then I shall become weak and be like everyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. The men lying in wait were in the inner chamber, but he snapped the ropes off his arms like a thread. 
Then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me how you can be bound. He said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with a web and make it tight with a pin, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into the web and made them tight with a pin. Then she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he woke from his sleep and pulled away the pin, the loom, and the web. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me three times now and have not told me what makes your strength so great. Finally, after she had nagged him with her words day after day and pestered him, he was tired to death. So he told her his whole secret, and he said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, then my strength would leave me, I would become weak and be like anyone else. Then Delilah realized that he had told her his whole secret, and she went and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, This time come up, for he has told his whole secret to me. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She let him fall asleep on her lap, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. He began to weaken as his strength left him. Then she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. When he awoke from his sleep, he thought, I will go out as the other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. They brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles, and he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Philippians chapter 1, verses 15 through 21. Some proclaim Christ from every from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. These proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I have been put there put here for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering and my imprisonment. What does it matter? Just this, that Christ is proclaimed in every way, whether out of false motives or true, and in that I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in any way, but that by my speaking with all boldness, Christ will be exalted now as always in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. Good morning and welcome to the 18th morning after a month. Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 28, uh, Judges 16, and Philippians 1. And uh, despite my love for Philippians, it doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, meat there, though it does uh, the uh, Judges reading. We get to hear more about Samson uh, and how he goes and lays down with a prostitute and then falls in love, quote-unquote, with Delilah. And I use air quotes because I don't think he knows what the hell love is. And yet, um, the the author clearly is just kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. But what happens here, um, just as a reminder from yesterday, I, I said that, and he admits it here, finally, to Delilah that he was a Nazarite, or he was born 
a Nazarite. Um, and what that means, uh, the a Nazarite is kind of like a Jewish monk, just for um, the, just oversimplified, but it's kind of like a Jewish monk of you know ancient Jewish monk. Um, and he uh, Nazarites uh, are required uh, to fulfill or uphold three basic um, practices. The first is that they never drink alcohol. The second is that they do not touch dead bodies. There's like a, in, in Jewish law, ritual law, there's nobody's supposed to touch dead bodies, but there's like this, you know, increased uh, expectation or requirement on Nazarites to avoid corpses at all costs. And then finally, they don't cut their hair ever. And uh, yesterday we saw that um, Samson's going to feasts and hanging out and making bets and it doesn't say explicitly that he drinks alcohol but um, he seems like the kind of person that when you go to a feast you drink And but we'll just say that's an assumption but he does kill a lion and then um, come back after it had died and touch it uh, in fact there's honey growing out of it, and the um, he takes the honey and then gives them to his parents, kind of passing that pollution to them of touching the corpse. And today we get uh, the last pillar of the Nazarite vows falling. And it's not that um, God took away Samson's strength. Um, it is that, that the Lord had left him in verse 21. Um, once he had let all three vows fall and not until all three of those vows had fallen, the Lord leaves Samson and with the Lord goes the Lord's strength. Um, and I, I didn't speak as much about it yesterday. I, I talked about how we can kind of be not deceived, but we, if we're not careful, we may actually be able to take the exact opposite message from the Bible that it wants us to take. Um, I gave you the example that in the, when I was young, I thought of Samson as one of these heroes. He's a judge of Israel. Um, you know, he's one of these people that you know we're supposed to look up to. And the text is really, really clear that no, you are not supposed to look up to this person. This is one of those people that, for some reason, God uses despite you know being not such a savory character. Um, but, um, today we, we see when, uh, Samson, who himself, he didn't take the vow, his mother did. Um, and it was in order to conceive that she promised the Lord, I will dedicate my child to you and make him a Nazarite before the Lord. And so it's not, you know, Sam Samson didn't have a choice in the matter, but he did know what those vows were. Or he knew that he was a Nazarite, and he knew that uh, he wasn't supposed to cut his hair, and that's where his strength came from. And it may be because, you know, from an early age, he touched dead bodies and drank alcohol. Who knows? I don't know. Um, or maybe his mother told him. Um, I, I have no idea. Um, but one thing that always strikes me with the Samson story is that God is unable to leave Samson until he breaks those three vows. Because God is perfect. God doesn't break vows. God is incapable of breaking promises. Um, and so it's up to us to um, 
to honor those promises and, and value them or to not. And in this case, Samson does not seem to honor uh, the vows of a Nazarite, the, the promise that um, he shares with the Lord. And so when he totally decimates you know, any semblance, the last remaining kind of um, notion of him being a Nazarite, that's when God's promise to Samson and to Samson's mother, maybe, uh, leaves him. He's, his got, eyes are gouged out and he's, he's made to grind mill in the prison, so making, making flour. Um, but <clears throat> the, it, yeah, it always struck me that, um, that it isn't until the razor touches his head um, and it isn't just that, is that this is the, the, the last of three promises that Samson breaks. So it's not just, his hair was not magical. Uh, he had a covenant with God, and that covenant um, was that of a Nazarite. And when he ceased to be a Nazarite by violating all three vows, that's when God leaves. It's not, you know, it's not about his hair. It's about him breaking his promise before God. Um, and uh, I, I said yesterday, I don't think this is something that we're called to imitate, and yet God uses um, Samson anyway. Um, I don't want to give away the ending. I'm sure many of you already know it, and we'll probably cover it tomorrow. Um, because as, as I've said elsewhere, there, the way that the daily readings are structured is Sundays are kind of the, the pinnacle. And so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we look back on Sunday, and we probably will have similar readings to include the story of Samson. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the readings anticipate the coming Sunday, which is actually really cool. It's just I've, I've chosen with First Formation to follow the Gregorian weekly calendar um, as opposed to the liturgical calendar as kind of a, uh, a go-between between like uh, liturgical purity, I suppose, and practicality. I, I've said for a while that I want to have these up by six for people who go to PT, but that, that rarely ever happens. I know I have some uh, active duty listeners, and um, I hope this uh, is something that you can appreciate after PT, uh, getting dressed uh, and getting over to chow in the morning before the day starts. But um, I do appreciate all my listeners. I thank you for bearing with me in this difficult time when I haven't been able to record uh, every morning, uh, you know, constantly in transition. As soon as I have an update, I will share it with you. Um, also, if you want to be interviewed for Ponder Exchange, the podcast I'm, I'm developing separately from First Formation, let me know. Um, I've got a couple. I've got to start editing them, and the hope is to release it by, by Veterans Day. So once again, thank you for your loyal listenership, and I appreciate uh, your patience as I um, try to continue to uh, offer First Formation in the midst of some pretty significant transitions. But thank you so much. A prayer for those we love from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.